Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. A great morning once again, everyone. Welcome to another live broadcast of the Potter's Gate Online School. <clears throat> this is the Zadok Prophetic Leadership School, a school that we have tagged the Life School. This is a place where we teach, we empower, we train, we build, and we develop a people that are ready to be used of God in this uh, end of days this is a beautiful day this is a wonderful season where the spirit of god is training equipping and rebranding his own a people that will represent him represent his intention reveal his character his plans and his purpose for a brown new day the days ahead of us requires that we have a different kind of a wine skin that is able to carry contain and reflect amen god's divine order for this brand new day in other words we have stepped into a new day and it requires that we have a new spiritual gear a new spiritual mindset a new spiritual mentality a new concept of perspective a new way of engaging life and therefore we have to move from the old concept of how we live life how we engage life how we connect how we relate how we represent God, not just you know, in our individual limited uh, life, but in the entire concept of human existence. The world has changed, and that means that the people that will be interacting and, and transacting business within the concept of this new day must have a quality of a life all right, that allowed them to be able to function within the scope of God's divine intention. Or else the, the knowledge and the counsel of the powers of darkness that we'll be dealing with in this last day will, if you will, frustrate and, and even dwarf you know, certain people from growing and coming into the purpose of God and the fullness of God. And this is the reason why this school is so tiny. This school has been brought to us in such a way that will, will inform us, will, will reform us, and of course, will rebrand us to become you know, a, a prophetic governmental representatives on earth. So I want to welcome you this morning to the to this life school. Welcome to Zadok Prophetic Leadership School. And I will explain once again why we call it Zadok Prophetic Leadership Zadok Prophetic Leadership School. Zadok is a priest, is a priest we see in the scripture, all right, that was able to live his life within the context of God's prophetic, you know, uh, order and, and plans and purpose. Even in the land of Babylon, in the day, in the time where everybody had the opportunity to just live the way they want to live, Zadok lived his life. Zadok and his people and his company, the, 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 the tribe of Zadok, they lived their life within the context of God's divine order and, and intention, even in the land that allowed them to be whatever they want to be. The Bible says, God said to the sons of Zadok that this ones i will allow them to come before my holies of holy 
they will minister before me. He said to the other priests, they cannot come before me. So we're tracking a kind of a priesthood here that allow us to be able to function in a day where, all right, the concept of truth and leadership has been thrown to the ground. In a day where they say, well, you can do whatever you want to do. It's okay. It's all right. You don't have to go that far. In a day where people say, well, you know, the, the things of God are not that difficult. So why, why do you have to pay this kind of price? Why do you have to do this kind of a thing? We are tracking, a, you know, a concept of a priesthood in Zadok that allow us, amen, to go beyond the standard, the, the values of the day and press into what God, amen, has required and ordained for us. Just like the sons of the Rechabites who refused to drink wine in the day where, you know, Jeremiah called them and said, here's wine, you drink. Everybody's drinking wine. There's nothing wrong. Okay, go ahead and drink it. The, son, the, the, the sons of the Rechabites, they said, no, our, our great-grandfather, our forefathers made a covenant with the living God that they would not touch wine and razor, razor blade, amen, will not, razor will not touch their hair. So we are keeping that, you know, holy order. We're keeping that holy tradition. This is the kind of people that God is looking for in our day, all right, where they're not defeated by the span of time, where they're not defeated by the longevity of time, where they're not defeated because of the environment they find themselves. This is what we are looking for. This is why we tag the school, Zadok, amen, prophetic leadership school why is it prophetic because we are tracking god's heart god's mind god's intention god's desire amen not just for our day but for our generation we are people representing the intentions of god and we know that the purpose and the intentions of god advances is moving is going somewhere and we are tracking amen when i die tomorrow all right, my son will carry on continue in this path. And that's why everything that we do, amen, must flow in the spirit, in the direction, amen, of posterity. Not just prosperity, but of posterity. We must have a people, amen, within within the structures of our life that can carry on, that can take further, that can push further the prophetic intention of God. Or else a generation is going to wake up one day and they have totally forgotten God. And we know that that is what we are facing today. There is a generation that have forgotten in the God of their father that have forgotten about amen what you know what God did in covenant with their great grandfather with their with their spiritual fathers you understand with their with their with their with their with their spiritual lineage they have lost the sense of their identity you know the 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 the, 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 the if you will the sand of journeying in the wilderness has made them amen to forget who they are and what they represent we don't want to forget that we want to keep the holy order we want to keep the holy direction we want to maintain our path it's not going to be easy it's going to be challenging because they're they're going to be all kinds of things amen wanting us to compromise some people want who want to make us king you remember jesus in the in the in the in the transition of fulfilling god's purpose for his life the scripture said that they wanted to make him king it wasn't time for him to become king and he was not called to become kings of men amen so they wanted to make him king he had to refuse it so we have to have this prophetic insight and understanding of where we are of the times of the seasons amen of the dealings of God, of the programs of God for our life, so that we are not, amen, uh, we are not captured by premature, you know, platforms. We are not captured by ungodly relationship, amen. We are not captured by, you know, just seeking some, you know, phase and trying to please men. That we keep our eyes on the Lord. That we continue to press, amen, further. That we know that we are representing, amen, a generation. We are represent, amen, a company of people called the Ecclesia, the nation of God in the earth. And this is to me something that we have to really cherish 
cherish and really honor. And that's why we declare that this is a sacred day. It's a day where we have to once again lift up the banner of God. We've got to allow the principles and the standards of God to become visible for the world to see so they can be attracted, amen, to that which God is doing in this new day. One of the reasons why today a lot of people are not attracted to the things of God is because we have misrepresented. They have misrepresented the things of God. But, but we believe in God that as we once again go back to his word and track the will of God, find the values of, of, the, of the standards of God in our day, that we can begin to lift up in that, that, that sense of righteousness like the hand of Moses was lifted up, amen, in the day of the great battle with the Amalekite. All right? So the more the hands of Moses become lifted and become visible in the spiritual space, in the airspace, hallelujah, victory become a thing of reality in our in our midst and this is why we're doing the school so I, I want to once again welcome you thank you everyone for connecting this morning thank you for joining us i'm just giving you a kind of a preamble of why we do what we do we must always remind ourselves there must always be a clarity there must always be an objective amen of why we do what we do there's a reason why we are doing this training even if it's one two three people amen who are connected we are we are we are releasing this word amen into the atmosphere into the spiritual airspace amen of our society of our community because let's you know the, the more we we are able to transform our spiritual airspace the more amen we we are able to receive amen of that which god wants to do we want to be able to put enough enough spiritual word in the spiritual atmosphere so that our children amen those that are coming before us and those who are out there just doing their own there are people today who are wandering in what i call amen spiritual wilderness they're just wandering they don't they don't have a sense of direction a sense of purpose they don't know if they are coming or if they are going. They don't know what is happening to them. Many of them are going to church but they are confused. Going to church but they are blind. They are going into all kinds of you know religious program. All kinds. Of, they, they are all over the place but they have no sense of what God is doing in the earth. So we release this word. Hopefully they will come in contact with this word. Hopefully they will be able to connect to you know some of our links. Hopefully the spirit of God will direct them. Alright. We want to be able to provide. The Bible says the, the, you know, the farmer went to sow his seed. That is what we are doing. We're casting our seed. We're sowing our seed. We, we don't know where this seed is going to germinate and bring forth. But to us, many seed, amen, of truth and righteousness that we can sow. We will continue to sow them. Hopefully, somebody, amen, will see that seed germinate and begin to appreciate what God is doing and, and take it further. So this is why we're doing what we're doing. Once again, I want to welcome you. Thank you, my dear sister Kumisa. Thank you, uh, Brother Fred, this morning for connecting. And of course, I also saw Sister Tina. Thank you all. Thank you for connecting this morning, friends. We are going to continue, amen, in our training. We believe God that God will continue to establish our heart and establish our feet amen upon the rock we've been looking at the concept of the prophetic this is such an important topic all right there is no way we will be able to advance amen and even begin to step into what is called leadership Remember, for us to be able to advance in this season in time, we need we need the capacity, we need the grace, we need, if you will, the, 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 the components of what is called leadership. But we have said also that leadership is not just some acquired knowledge, all right, that some, you know, material we, 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 we glean from some book. As much as we need those information, amen, leadership is a spirit, amen, and this spirit, amen, is embedded within the nature of Christ. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, the spirit of truth will lead us will guide us into all truth 
So that is something we want to establish. All right? That's not just some statement that is made. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you, amen, wandering in the wilderness of confusion. All right? I'm going to send one like me, all right, to you. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's called the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Leadership. He said, when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, he will guide you. That word guide is very, very rich with the components, with the authority, with the, with the instrument, with the value system, amen, of leadership. It will guide you. It will lead you into all truth, not some truth. If you agree with me, <laughs> I'm sure you know that we, we, we need truth. We need the truth that allow us to be able to step into all areas of life. Amen. Truth that allow us to know how to engage amen, the marketplace. Truth that allow us to engage the spiritual realm. Truth that allow us to engage amen, you know, emotional, psychological you know, uh, uh, challenges of life. Truth that allow us to deal with fear and doubt. You know, and all of these things we need truth. Truth is what leads us amen, into freedom. Truth is what guides us amen, into God's divine intention. Without truth in our life, we don't have amen, what it takes to survive. Truth is what gives us, amen, the tenacity, the capacity, the ability to remain in the day where the enemy, hallelujah, is blowing his wind and people are collapsing. Truth is what gives us, amen, that mobility to continue to journey in the day where people have been bound and have been limited, have been crippled. So we want to understand all of this and we are capturing this thing from what we define, amen, as the spirit, amen, of the prophetic, prophetic Meaning that, amen, it is, it is, it is, it is born, it is birthed, hallelujah, from the very bowels, from the very heart of Christ, amen. There are, there are dimensions, intricacies, there are realities, there are depth, height, width, length, amen, in what is known as the spirit of Christ that we are just beginning to uncover, all right. We, we've known Christ from one dimension. In many of us, when we define Christ, we define him from just what we read of him while, you know, we, we, he was born and all of that, amen, he healed the sea. He raised the dead. He, he fed the five thousand. Five thousand, excuse me. You know, he turned to fish. You know, he he, he he multiplied fish and bread and all of that. He turned water into wine. Those are beautiful concepts that introduce us, amen, to to the life and to the ministry of Jesus. But beyond that, when we begin to look at and understand Jesus from his ascended identity, from his position as King, as God, as the Creator of the world, we begin to understand his life, his purpose. We begin to understand why. Amen. He said he's going to build his church. Amen. And we begin to understand the components of what it takes to build the church. And we begin to understand his intention for the church. Amen. And realize that this Christ is bigger than any or anything we can ever imagine. The, no matter the imagination you have about Christ. Amen. When you begin to see, when you begin to have a view of who he is. Amen. Your imagination becomes like nothing. All right. The best of imagination cannot, can never comprehend, can never phantom hallelujah the, the the glory the sovereignty of christ now that is what we are tapping into when we talk about the spirit of prophecy because this the scripture says for the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy the testimony of Jesus earlier is the spirit of prophecy. So we want to have that position in our life where we become testifiers. For you to testify of something, you have to know that thing. You have, you have to be there. You must have witnessed something. You cannot testify of what you have not witnessed. Are you seeing the point? This is where we drag, we draw, we establish this thing that is called the prophetic. Because the scripture said, I mean, I didn't write it. This is the word in Revelation 19, amen, 10. It said that for the testimony of Jesus 
is the spirit. So, so, so the spirit, amen, testify of something. And we understand that that spirit, of course, is the Holy Spirit. Even though the, the, the word spirit there is used, amen, with this small letter, you know, meaning that we are, we are the one testifying. But the only way we can testify, amen, of what we have seen of Jesus is when we allow the Holy Spirit himself, amen, to begin to take us, to begin to lead us into, you know, the, the experience of the things of God. All right? So all of this we're trying to comprehend, we're trying to track. And I think if people will you know, engage the prophetic from this perspective, their idea, their ideology, their philosophy amen, of the prophetic will go beyond just somebody giving or a, a, a prophetic word, will go beyond just some giftings, will go beyond just some, you know, all of those things that we have defined the prophetic to that really does not give us, amen, that does not do justice to what the prophetic is. When we begin to understand the prophetic, I mean, we, we enter into a different realm, into a different scope, into a different arena amen of operation and i believe this is the reality that heaven wants to bring us to the bible says as he is so we are we're not claiming equality but we're saying there are things we've got to touch he says he says because i go to my father he said greater work shall you do all right so he wants us to step into certain dimension but the act amen of representing him begins from a position where we have intimate relationship with him like i said relationship is what reveals the secret of the father's heart all right he said henceforth i call you no more servant but friends there are dimensions that we have to walk we have to get to where god begins to unlock heaven begins to show us amen things that amen eyes have not seen the ears have not heard that the heart of man has not conceived i said there are realms there are dimensions that we begin to walk with amen in the father where we begin to have insight amen into the nature of his son it's in the ministry of sonship that we begin to have what is called keys of the kingdom that allow us to operate in that which is called the ascended life all of these are factored into all of these are captured in what we define as the prophetic so the prophetic from this point you can see that is beyond just you know, you've been able to give a prophetic word you've been able to you know foretell something you've been able to give a word of knowledge or give a word of wisdom all of that are good but if they are not seated on the ascended revelation of Jesus, amen, we may just be deceived and we may just be celebrating one that is operating from a spirit of divination of familiar spirit, all right, and we, and we tag that to be prophetic. So our footing, our understanding, our foundation, hallelujah, our, our ability to build upon Christ the rock, amen, is very, very important to growing, to developing, amen, to, you know, to coming into the maturation of what is called the prophetic. As we grow in the prophetic, we also grow in the spirit of Christ. In fact, to the degree we grow in the spirit of Christ is to the degree, amen, our prophetic competence, our prophetic ability, our prophetic understanding, our prophetic wisdom, amen, becomes even more evidence. So we cannot grow in the prophetic beyond, amen, our knowledge, our revelation, and our experience of who Christ is. This is very important to me. And this truth that I'm sharing with us has helped me in seasons where men are falling, in seasons where people have dabbled into all kinds of things, in the season where people are jumping into all kinds of familiar spirit and new age spirits in the name of the prophetic. God has used this truth that he has opened my eyes to see to keep me, to keep me, to keep me. And I'm sharing that with us because I also want you to be kept 
There is something called the keeping power of God. But that has to come when you begin to long for, when you begin to press in. So we're going to continue this morning, all right? Look into some of these things as the Spirit of the Lord is revealing to us. There are several things the Holy Spirit is sharing with us. And we have to, all right, continually <clears throat> keep our hearts and keep our minds on this thing. You will notice something about the prophetic. The, a true spirit of the prophetic is always pointing, pointing people or pointing us, amen, to the Father, to Christ. When we operate in the prophetic and everything is around us, around me, all right, if that gift is just about me, it's around me. All right, it's to expand me, it's to show me, it's to, you know, uh, make a boast of me, it's to, then you know it's not the prophetic. Because when the spirit of truth comes, it will testify of me, Jesus said. That even the spirit that allows to be able to function in the grace and in the gift, amen, of the prophetic. And I'm dealing with not just being able to function in the prophetic now i'm even talking about the office of the prophetic the office of the prophetic is to magnify the ministry of christ in creation the office of the prophetic is not to magnify a gift it is to magnify christ it is for christ amen to fill all things that is god's prophetic program for the earth that he may fill all things that he, hallelujah, that is, that the knowledge of his glory, the office of the prophetic is to reveal, is to showcase, if you will, is to open, hallelujah, the pot so that the fragrance, amen, of Christ can fill the earth. The office of the prophetic is to showcase, is to reveal, amen, the heart of God, the mind of, Christ, of, of God is to show, is to point people, is to point nation, is to bring people to the standard of God, to the ways of God, is to reveal, amen, the intentions of God, is to, is to, is to open amen the nations to god all right why we do that we 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 become if you will we we, we get to be reduced and it gets to be magnified so if the prophetic is is just magnifying the gift is showing who we are is showing what we can do is revealing how powerful we are you know how how anointed we are then we are missing something and in fact we're going to be led astray now all of these things that we take for granted are things we've got to really focus on because if we don't listen to this we will repeat the same mistake that those who call themselves prophets in the past all right have made all right when the gift becomes bigger than the giver there's trouble when the gift becomes the object of of, of worship there's trouble <laughs> All right. When what the gift can do becomes even more important, amen, than the message that, you know, the Lord will have his prophet reveal in changing and in redeeming society, there's trouble. I want to read a scripture, John chapter 5, then we pick it up from here and continue. Are you seeing that we still laying a solid foundation? It's, you see, it's not going to take us long to begin to build. And we're going to deal with certain other things, certain companies that deal with the prophetic. But once we understand this layer, you know how, you know that those things that we're going to be talking about are, are sitting on the right footing, are sitting on the right foundation, are sitting on the right framework. That's why foundation is very challenging. To build foundation is very challenging. It costs so much. It takes a lot from you. 
all right the the the, the, the stronger the 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 the, the more the, the the most you know you know uh, uh, solid your foundation the more amen you are able to build up let's not begin to talk of ascension if our foundation amen is not is not well built Lest the things, lest heavenly things begin to crumble, begin to shatter, amen, the things that we claim to be establishing in the earth. Remember, the kingdom of God is coming, amen, the heavenly Jerusalem is coming down. And that thing is coming down with 12 foundations, amen. Yes, we read that in the scripture. So whatever that, wherever that thing is going to alight, is going to stay, must be ready. They say, earth, be prepared to meet your God. We have to be ready. If God, amen, begins to come into your life, if your life is not in alignment, if you are not prepared to receive him, I'm telling you, he's going to crush you. He's going to crush you into powder. When, if, when, when, when the things of God finally highlight into your life, there's going to be a crushing if the foundation has not been ready, has not been prepared. If you have not been, you know, really groomed by the Spirit, no wonder when people collide with the things of God, it's either they fall down. They, they even fall down before angels. They just say, don't worship me. I'm just an angel. Are you understanding? The things of the spirit requires that we build spiritual revelation. We build spiritual momentum. We build spiritual courage to receive them. We have to stand up, amen, to meet with God. We have to be ready. We have to brace ourselves if we're going to meet with the things of the spirit. It's doable and he's giving us the message to do that. The thing is, we, we should not, amen, preempt, we should not, we should not assume, we should not presume, we should not think that we know when we are just starting, we should not, we should not think we have arrived when the journey is just beginning, or else we're going to find ourselves, amen, being judged in a day where we're supposed to be advancing into the things of God. We should not, we, we, we should not assume that, amen, praying God, may your will be done in my life, suddenly we just, you know, we, we see everything go rosy. Meaning that when you begin to pray, God, may your will be done, may your kingdom come. Every other, every other kingdom, every other thing that, that is not of God in your life will be crushed. Will be crushed. Will be crushed. Every other thing in our life. And this is where a lot of people, are, I don't, they get confused. But I'm praying, God, use me. Why am I going through all of this? Why is this thing happening to me? Why is that thing happening to me? You prayed. <laughs> you asked God, God, I want, I want you, I want to grow. Somebody says, you, you pray, God, I want to grow. He said, he said, don't, 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 don't get, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't begin to worry that, okay, suddenly, you know, there's, thun there's thunder and it's raining. Because you ask, you say you want to grow. So the, the rain begins to come. And when you're not ready for that, guess what? You may just be swept away because there is nothing of the flesh amen that will be able to stand in the days of the comings of God in the days of the move of God in our life everything that is not aligned everything that is not connected everything that is not speaking to his will to his plan amen will bring us to the place of total ruin so we don't want that we don't want that it's a dangerous thing for you to pray, God, God, do a new thing in my life. God, come. If he's going to do a new thing in your life, he's going to remove everything that is old. And if you have an attachment to those things, my God, you're going <laughs> to be weeping. You're going to be crying. When, when the new heavens begin to come down, they're rolling away the old. My good God, a lot of people are going to. That's why, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, Lot's wife, she, couldn't, she could not just take it. They said, if, you, if you're going to move into a new reality, you've got to leave, leave everything back in Sodom. You don't look back. 
She looked back. You know why she looked back? Because she could not detach herself from the so-called investment. Many of the things that will be killing people in this season in time, it's not the corona, it's, it's what they have lost. It's their investment. It's the money they've lost. It's, you know, it's the empire they've lost. It's the big business you know, accounts they've lost. It's, you know, it's that contract they, you know, they've lost. That's what is going to be killing. I'm sure, in fact, I believe that's what's killing most people. It's not just the corona. People are surviving the thing. Do you understand? But when you think of the millions that you've lost, you think of the money that you've lost, you think of the contract. They say, leave it behind. God said, I'm going to do a new thing. Look forward. Look onward. See, that's, those are all the components of the prophetic. Because God is not going to share his glory with your past. God is not going to pour amen, this new wine in an old mindset, in an old belief system, in an old religious you know, system, in an old way, you know, in your own tradition. That's why we kept armoring on the things that we're armoring on. God is not going to pour himself on things that are not in alignment. And this is why a lot of people... They can't go on with the God. They can't go all out. No, 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 no. Let me go this far. I'll just stop here. Because they are sensing the demand. But guess what? If you're not ready to lose it, you can't gain all of him. I believe that you're not on this journey to just gain, you know, a little part. Some, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, trickle, some, you know, crumbs. I believe you don't want to eat from what is falling from the king's table. I believe that you want to sit on the, with, on, on the table with the king. I believe you want all of God. And listen to this, friends. Nobody, no one loses, amen, things on earth for the sake of the kingdom that will not gain it back here on earth and hundredfold. That is the promise. So never you think that your investment, amen, to the things of God is a waste. It's never a waste. It's never a waste. For you, to, for you to receive, you've got to let go. All right? Somebody says, if you want to receive, you've got to open your hand. You can't, you can't have a tight fist and then you receive from God. Where is it going to pour to? You've got to open your hand. And if you open your hand, listen, whatever is there that is not of God is going to fly away. <laughs> you understand? Yes. And then he can begin to pour into your life. That is what we are talking about. All right? If I want God to use me, I've got to, I've got to open my heart and say, God, I empty myself. Empty me of everything that I thought amen, is in alignment with your will. Empty me of everything that I thought amen, is prophetic. Empty me from my own idea. Empty me from the religious belief. Empty me amen, from human tradition. Empty me from that theology. Empty me from wrong doctrine. Empty me from falsehood, false belief. Empty me from the false material teachings that I've listened to. They will purge, purge me, oh God. Remove every toxic idea, belief system. Remove it. It is from there then that they begin to point to you. It is from there that they begin to wash you. It is from there that they begin to cleanse you. It is from there that they begin to release into your space. Some of us, when we get tested, and we get to certain realm, and we think, yes, ah, I've, I've, I think I'm ready now for God. <laughs> and then God increases the heat. All right? The heat you pass is just, you know, you know the, 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 first, the first and the second, you know, uh, 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 point. 
You say, oh, you did well. Yes, you did well at the first point. You did well at the second point. Now increase, just increase that heat to three and four. Then you feel the fire. Oh, you, yes, you were able to overcome the first, second one. But you, you begin to feel the fire as they increase the thing. Suddenly you realize that there are residues of the flesh in your life. Suddenly you realize there is doubt. Suddenly you begin to realize. You see, because until the heat of the fire, hallelujah, is revealed, the serpent in us, the beast in us does not get to be manifest. God is not, not going to coexist with our beastly, carnal, ungodly, satanic, you know, serpent nature. It's not going to. Everything in us, everything in me that is of the flesh, that is man, that is carnal, all right, that is of this world, amen, that misjudge God, that misjudge God will be dealt with if you want him to come and see. Because it's easy for us to say, oh, my body is the temple of God. If only you, if only you meet, if you only understand what that means. If your body is the temple of God, why are you still walking in pride? If your body is the temple of God, why, why is that body still revealing, still emanating, still, you know, showcasing, amen, doubt, unbelief, amen, carnality? Why are you, why are you still, you know, dual in your nature? If, if truly our body is the temple of God. Are we saying that God is coexisting with our schizophrenic mindset, our unbelief, our doubt? Today we believe, tomorrow we don't believe. Today, yes, hallelujah, praise God. We're going on with God. Next tomorrow, oh well, uh, um, no, no, no. They will continue. Listen to this. I discovered this year, years ago. And I've come to live in this default. Everything in my life that is not in, in alignment with the will of God, no matter how I love it, a day is going to come. They're going to point at that thing. They're going to say, this one you see, you can give up certain areas of your life, but there are things in, in, in our life that we don't want to give up. We don't want to give up because it's from those things that we have discovered, we have found our identity. It's from those things that we have defined who we are, our personality. So taking those things, meaning losing yourself, we don't want that. The height of the call into the prophetic is to lose yourself. See, that's why I don't mind God throwing me in the, in the Kalahari desert tomorrow. No, I don't mind. That's the truth. I really don't mind. I don't mind God dropping me in a place where there are no devices, there are no signals, there are no, there, there's no Wi-Fi there. No, no, just as long as it's God, as long as it's the Father dropping me there, not, not man, not circumstance. As long as he's the one that wants me today, I have learned to find joy in the pain of God in my life. I have learned to find, amen, joy among the things that are torn in my flesh. And there will be situations like that where you'll be called upon. What are you going to do? How do you define the prophetic there? Because if our narrative of the prophetic is, you know, to, to make our life easier, to make our life better. To, because how, who, who defines better? Who defines what is easy? Who defines success? Who defines failure? That's the key. Who defines that we're being used of God? Who says that when we're able to give prophetic word and people are getting blessed and all of that, that that itself is the prophetic. When our hearts, amen, is deviating from the things that God will have us do. Who defines the prophetic that we can, we can, switch, we can switch on and switch off, amen, how we feel about the things of God? 
Is that how we define the prophetic? That the, that the crowd, amen, steers our hearts to give a prophetic word. Not because I see, you know, 2,000 people, 20,000 people around me. Suddenly I've got a prophetic word. Or because I'm among certain people that I'm forced to show forth. I'm, I'm, I'm forced to reveal something that is not me. That I'm not confident, amen, in what God, amen, will have me say and do at every given interval of my life. That my life is not tracking, amen, the voice of God, the will of God. That what motivates me, amen, is the voice of the people, is the opinion of the people, is how people connect with me or don't connect with me, is how people feel about me. If that is what defines what we look at as the prophetic, then we are living, amen, from an order that is called falsehood. And the prophetic does not live in the false. The prophetic does not live in our own idea. The prophetic does not live in the flesh. The prophetic does not live in the kingdoms of men. The prophetic does not live, amen, because somebody blessed you or didn't bless you. The prophetic, amen, is not motivated because suddenly you got 100,000 in your account. The prophetic does not, you know, is not motivated because, well, nobody blesses me. Nobody did it. So let me just wind this thing up so that somebody can, no, no, no. That's not the prophetic. That's your flesh. The prophetic does not seek to, you know, just to be nice to people so that people can give you a platform. People can, you know, you know, the prophetic seek to hide you. And as, as you are crying, God hide me. God hide me. And they, they scan, they scan the motives of your heart. And God says, yes, I'm going to hide you. I'm going to hide you. And he, and he hides you. And as he hides you, you sing, God, hide me the more. Hide me the more. Hide me the more. God, hide me the more. That is not your location that defines your relevancy. That is not your location that defines how you are known. That is not your location that defines, amen, who connects with you. Amen. Is that what you carry, is what you know, is what you carry on the inside. That God will connect to you wherever you are. When God is ready, the Bible says he was at the backside of the wilderness. These are all things that we don't teach people in the prophetic that I'm highlighting. Because then somebody will give you a prophetic word. God is taking you to America. Who told you that America is what you, your destiny is? That that's where your breakthrough is? Who lied to you? Who told you that you cannot connect with God in the village? Who told you that you cannot be a voice of God beaming to the ends of the earth from the back side of the village? Because you look at that, what you define as village is not what God defines to be a village. You see, our ideology about life, about the things of God, has to, has to give way to God's value, to God's definition, to God's ideology. We told you that you have to be in the city. You have to be where it's happening for, for, you to be, for you to become a voice, for you to become a vessel. John was in the wilderness. They were coming to him there. That scripture changed my life. God told me it's not where you are located. It is who you are located with. <laughs> Imagine God living with you in a hole, in a shack. God says, "Live." I want you to live in the shack. They say, but uh, how can you be in the prophetic and you're living in the shack? God said, you got to live in the shack. I want you to live in the shack. But from this place, you're going to be reaching the nations. And you must not leave the shack. 
Because our idea is, well, now God is prospering, man. So you've got to move from the shack, all right? You've got to look for a nice in apartment somewhere. And then from there, you now you believe in God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're looking for another, you know, flat somewhere. Then you're looking for a duplex somewhere. Now, now your prayer is, God, give me my own house. I need my own house. You see how foolish we are. And that's the word. We are foolish because we do not understand the ways of God. That everything that happens to us is tagged, is tagged with a prophetic with a prophetic signal. You live in a shack, you live in a palace. You know, there's no difference. Amen. The difference is your assignment where God has placed you. Once we understand that, you see, we become an extension of God in the earth. We become an extension of his voice. We become an extension of his will. Because you see, when God gives us things, he gives us based on his program, based on his plan, based on his directive, amen, for redemption. We think of comfort. God thinks redemption. Oh. You see, in my ministry, I don't think of comfort because comfort is not what I have. It's not where I live. It is the environment that he creates for me. You see, it is the environment that God creates for me. It is that garden of Eden. If I can find Eden, I'm comfortable. But if you, if you are not living in Eden and you have everything humanly comfortable, your soul will be searching. Your soul will be hungry. You'll be like that woman. Jumping from one man to another. Jumping from one church to another. Jumping from one crusade to another. Jumping from one conference to another. Jumping from one prophet to another. Jumping from one apostle to another. Yes. Because you have not found rest. The woman said, give me this water that I thirst no more. They said, ah, before I give you this water, we've got to deal with your past. <laughs> got to deal with the past. Because if you don't deal with the past, the past will catch up with you. You see, don't seek newness if you have not dealt with the past. You've got to move on from the past into the new. You don't pretend I just uh, the past is past. No, no, no. You've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with the past and then move on to the new. Are you getting this, friends? This is the prophetic. This is, this is what people should be teaching. This should be what should be beaming out. This should be what should be on the YouTube of this world. This should be what we should be hearing on our TV, on God's channel. This should, this should be what we should be hearing earlier on, on all of the TV. This should be what should be on SABC so that people can be free. Nations can be free. But the Lord will hide us. And those who are searching will connect to it. That's how God does his thing. It's the glory of God to hide a thing. You see, Isaiah been in hidden, and God will continue to hide me. For people like you that are searching, that you're seeking, you'll find it. If you're not searching, the Bible says, yes, you, you, you know, a man, he found a treasure. He found a treasure in a piece of rubble. In a piece of rubble, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a heap of rubble. He found a treasure there. He went to sell everything that he owned to buy that piece of land. He wasn't buying the rubble, he was buying what is in there. See, if you have not buy into Isaiah, you're not going to touch this thing. That's the truth. So I would disappoint you if you're, only, if you're just looking for the prophetic gift. If you're just looking for something to go dazzle people. No. You gotta, you've got to buy the entire package. Like I was sharing with you yesterday. The man and the message has become one. This is, this is who I am. I, I, I don't have a different life outside this. So what I'm doing is my life is the extension of my life. My ministry is the extension of my life. 
I don't have a different life. I don't have two lives. I don't have, you know, private life in the ministry life. My life is one. It's one life. Amen. Expressing itself. Expressing the will of God and the glory of God. When you come to, you, right now you can come to my house and knock. I will open the door for you. I don't need to wait five minutes. Say, oh, oh, somebody's coming. No, 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 no. What you see is what you get. I have nothing hidden. My life is an open book. You know what? Because God has delivered me from people. God has delivered me from people. God has delivered me from myself. God has delivered me from my fear. God has delivered me from, you know, my insecurity. God has delivered me from my own agenda. He has delivered me from how people look at me, how people evaluate me. My life is not defined by human evaluation. My life cannot be defined. Who is man to define me? Who is man to define you? When I feel like walking barefoot from here, you know, to the shop, I walk barefoot. I go there, come back. You may look at me and say, why is he walking barefoot? Well, you don't know where I'm walking barefoot. I'm walking barefoot because I need my, my feet to be exercised. But you don't know that. You think, oh, maybe it's poverty. No, but I'm wearing barefoot because I want to wear, walk barefoot. You understand? Your life should not be caged. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be going out and like, oh, I have to dress myself. No. You see, I'm wearing this because this is what I feel like wearing. Tomorrow I feel like wearing my t-shirt. I wear my t-shirt. My life is not defined and it's not captured. Limited by man. No. God defines me. So should be your life. This is what makes the prophetic flow unsolicited. Because, because there are no duality. <laughs> the, your life is not made of cosmetics. You're not going out and you're patching all, you're patching everything. All right, you're making up. So when people look at you around, they say, wow. But what happens when we remove the cosmetics? What happens when we clean the face? What, what will people see? Will they be able to still say, wow? <laughs> Come on. Getting the point. This is more of truth and integrity. That's why it's called the ministry of truth. When truth comes, every other thing in our life that is fake will disappear. The prophetic does not need branding. When it comes to the prophetic, we can't brand it. You can't brand the things of God. Oh. Hmm. May we understand. No duality. Mm -mm. My life is one. One life. Yet expressing various dimensions. Various com complexities of heaven. You, can't, you cannot define me. Because by the time you think you know me, you're going to be seeing me from a different dimension. By the think, oh, finally I know this man. You're going to be seeing me operating another level. You're going to be wondering. That's why if you're going to track Jesus, if you want to track Jesus, you cannot look at Jesus from your own little myopic religious, you know, societal definition. Like I was sharing, which day was that? Every society has their own way of connecting to the things of God. The way people look at Jesus from America is totally different from the way the Europeans look at Jesus and the things of God. Totally different from the way the, 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 the Africans look at Jesus and the things of God. Totally different from the way people from the Far East. All right? Yes. Because the environment, we have not been delivered, we have not been free, amen, from the values, the, 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 the culture. We, we brought that culture into the things of God. That's why the idea of the kingdom is bigger than that which is called church. I don't do church. I do kingdom. If I do church, then I will try to please you. Because church must reflect, you know, certain ideas. 
I don't do church. I don't do church. My life is the church. I do kingdom. The kingdom of God. That's, that's why it's coming. Not church. We are the church that he has built and he's still building. The kingdom is the place we operate from and we operate through. <laughs> when we understand this, friends, you rest. It's called Sabbath. You rest. When they tell you sit, you sit. And you find, you find joy and rest in that sitting. You're not trying to get up to do something. Because man, man defines productivity by doing something. <laughs> he says, I've got to be productive. Who defines productivity? He said, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Because productivity, amen, is a reflection of those here the law. It's a reflection of the word of God coming to you. Man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. If you're trying to live life by bread alone, listen to this. You'll be carrying all kinds of, in Nigeria, I used to call it pong pong. You know, pong pong is this thing that, you know, uh, bricklayers. You know, carry. You know, you know those big bowls, they, they put sand. In, back in those days in Nigeria, that's how those guys into manual building. <laughs> I used to make fun and people laugh at me and say, yes. It's labor. It's, the, it's, it's ministry of labor. Ministry of labor and might. Power and might. When you come into Jesus, you cease from your own labor. Your labor will not allow you to catch even one fish. But when you live life from his order, from his voice... Peter, go, catch the first fish. <laughs> Peter, launch to the other side. Are you getting this, friends? I just, I just sense a release in my spirit to, to proclaim that. This is how we track God. This is, this is the footing and the foundation of the prophetic. We don't build our life on the standards of men. Let me go back to John chapter 5. Hallelujah. John chapter 5, 19 to 20. Powerful word here that we, we need to track <clears throat> that reveals to us the foundations, the footing of what is defined to be the prophetic. Jesus gave them this answer. Verily, verily, excuse me, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son, listen to this. We're talking about the son. He said the son can do nothing by himself. Self-power. Self-ability, self-motivation, <laughs> all of these self-things that we teach and they are being taught. You know? Jesus said it's not, it's not working. The son can do nothing by himself. It can do nothing. These are scriptures that change my personal life. When you have not come to rest your power, when you have not come to rest in his power, when you have not come to surrender, amen, to his ability, even in the proclamation of prayer, in the declaration of prayer, and you depend on your own human strength, the strength that you got, the wisdom that you got, by feeding on the, on the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, listen, you will produce nothing. The son can do nothing of himself. It can only, it can only, it can only do what he sees. I'm reading scripture. What he sees, that's prophetic. Your ability to do on behalf of God, your ability to do for your own life, for your family, for your community, for your nation, amen, for your career, whatever it is, your ability to do is based on your sight. Are you seeing where, are you seeing where we're, how we're connecting? Are we connecting the prophetic? Because one of the components of, in fact, one of the chief components of the prophetic is sight. What you see. 
what you see is going to be determined, amen, by how you're going to respond. Or your response, excuse me, your response rather is going to be determined by how you see things. The son can do nothing by himself. The self-life, the self-power, self-motivation, self-ability cannot produce anything that is lasting when it comes to God. So you can motivate yourself. You can stir yourself up. You can, you can read all the motivational, you know, you know, positive books, all of that. The son can do nothing. It is the place of total commitment and total dependability, amen, on the power, on the, on the, on the strength, on the grace of, of the father. The son, I'm talking about the son here, Jesus, the son. He said, I can do nothing. This is the order of the kingdom. That's what we're tracking. The son can do nothing by himself or for himself or with himself or through himself. He can only do what he sees. Now do you understand why I say we cannot divorce leadership from the prophetic. Are you seeing the connection? So what you see is what is motivating. Now the question then is who defines the source of your sight? So if the son can do nothing of himself but can only do what he sees, I didn't finish the statement. So let's look at that. Let's finish the statement. It, I, the son can only do what he sees his father doing. Do you pick that? He can only do what he sees his father. Now we we'll go back to what we dealt with some time back. The prophetic is connected to what? To relationship. The highest level of relationship is that which is reflected between the son and the father. You don't have relationship except, amen, that relationship is, is established, is cemented, amen, from that which you have learned from your father. For those of us who no longer have earthly fathers, we're not disenfranchised because we have our heavenly father. The point that I'm making here is there is something that God designed from the beginning of creation of man, all right, that is connected to a son-father relationship. You see, people preaching sonship, if they understand this thing, they will be free and they will free those people, amen, who is coming, on, coming under their spiritual leadership to find, you know, leadership and direction. Listen, your, your, your responsibility as a father is to, is to, is to grant sight to sons. Is to grant your son sight. It's not, it's not to lord it over them. It's not to proclaim and declare yourself. Amen. You know, as a demigod. If you don't bow before me, if you don't worship me. <laughs> the ministry of the father is to help the son to see how to live life. In other words, his life is supposed to be mirroring heaven's reflection, heaven's definition. He said, the son can do nothing. Remember, the son lives on earth. He said, I can do nothing on earth. 
We're talking about the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is saying, this is the school of ministry. This is Jesus teaching us the prophetic. Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself by himself. Except why he sees the father. So Jesus is saying to us, my eyes is ever on the father. So what do you define that? The best, the best quality of relationship. You see, Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't going to the father just to get some power to do things. His eyes is gazed on the father. When your eyes is focused on the Father, you will image, you will reflect his doings in the earth. When our eyes is gaze on the Lord, when we become fixative, listen to this. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I want to give you a very uh, um, sincere word. It's not an easy thing to keep your eyes on the Father. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. You have to learn keeping your eyes on the Lord. You have to learn keeping your eyes on heavenly things. Only what I see, my Father. So if you cannot see the Father, do certain things. What do, you what, what do you think in the world will give you capacity on earth to do anything on his behalf? How do you represent him on the earth? That's why, you know, I'm very weary of people who give prophetic word. The Lord said in the next six months, this corona thing will be over. And they're, and they're discovered to be liars. And tomorrow they still come again and give a prophecy. What do you do with such people? <laughs> I said, be weary, be weary how you put a timeline on dossier the Lord. Because if you have not seen and you have not seen well, what you proclaim and declare <laughs> is going to create problem in your, in, your, in your life and ministry. Only what I see, my father. That word sight is not just, you know, to blepo, all right? To, to have a view of things. It's to have insight into what he's doing. So you can, you, can re, you can reflect that if that's what he wants. Because it's not everything you see that you must carry out. No, but you live from that realm of heavenly sight. That's what I'm trying to bring. You live from, because the father is not of the earth. The father is of the heaven. All right? You live, you, you're, on the, you're on the earth, but you are focused on the heavenly reality because that's where the kingdom of God is coming. All of the things that defines the kingdom, amen, flows from the sight of the father. It can only do. My ability is based on the sight the Father has given to me. If I can see what the Lord is doing. And I'm given the green light to go ahead to do it. Do I need to struggle? Do I need another man's opinion? <laughs> do I need the opinion of the, uh, uh, of the council? 
Are you getting the point? Do I need somebody to sanction it before it's done? I just go ahead and execute. Those who understand the ways of the Lord will agree with it. Those who don't understand will fight it. It's so natural. So it is natural for us to have Antichrist because Antichrist, amen, is a spirit that negates, that stands against, that fight against everything that represents, amen, the desire of the Father in the earth. Are you getting this point? So to think that there will not be enemies on earth is a lie because as long as they cannot see, I, 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 I made a statement, it was yesterday or two days ago, I was reading, you know, some time ago when we're dealing with engaging the seasons of the end. There's a place I think is in Matthew 10, if I'm not mistaken. It says, a time is going to come. Men will seek to kill you and they will think they're doing God a service. Okay. What, what level of delusion is that? I mean, just imagine people killing. They're killing other Christians. You're killing and you, they believe that they're doing God a service. What a delusion. What a delusion. What, what, a, what a day of delusion we're coming into. That people, people will be killing you and they'll think that, the Bible says they will think that they are doing God a service. <laughs> I rest my case. You, people like that, you can't even get angry with them because their entire life has been captured by delusion. The Bible says God gave them over to a strong delusion that they believe in a lie. They believe in a lie. <laughs> what, what do you want to do? Such people, when you're even angry with them, guess what? You're wasting your time. <laughs> because they have no sense. They, they, their conscience has been captured. These are people that their conscience, the Bible says, have been seared with hot iron. They, 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 will, they will never agree with you that what they're doing is wrong. But in fact, they tell you they're doing God a service. You say, but is that true? Wasn't that the same spirit Saul <laughs> was operating in? Saul of Tarsus. Wasn't that same spirit Saul was operating in before they delivered him? Who delivered him? God himself was the one that came and, and, and brought deliverance. They had, to, they had to blind him. The light of God had to, had to strike him down. No church. No, no church has the power to deliver somebody from delusion. Only God. They gave, they gave them over to a strong delusion and they believe in a lie. That the lie has become truth to them. You see, why, we, why we're talking about this thing, why we must be established, why we've got to deal with all of these intricacies that defines our prophetic framework. God has been keeping me. Just by knowing some of this truth. Because listen, if we don't know this truth, time will judge us. Time will override us. Event will overrule the things that we know. Some challenges or breakthrough one day will make us think we have arrived. <laughs> and they will, uh, come on. Ah, we used to do. Uh, no, 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 not now. We're, we're in a different level now. I see some people like that. They've done, no, no, I'm not in those class again. Which class? You don't know that you've been captured by the spirit of delusion. But you're still going to be talking kingdom. You're still going to be talking apostolic. You're going to be talking the prophetic. Oh, you're, go, you're still going to be using the lingua reformation. But 
a spirit of delusion has baptized you. Being baptized by a wrong spirit. No wonder the scripture says, let him who thinks he stands take heed. That's a, that's, that's a place where you need sight because it is difficult for you to take heed when you think you're standing. You know how powerful the thought realm is. Your thought can create a reality. Your thoughts can create for you a reality. When you live in a world, amen, that is not real, and, and your thought paints that world to you as reality, you will believe it. And if you can believe, amen, in what your thoughts tells you to believe, and you believe in it, that becomes your reality. That's why the truth will not work for some people because the truth has not become their reality. You see, in death, in my physical death, the truth remains the truth to me. I'm not afraid of death. Death, persecution, you know, famine, lack, poverty, even sickness or disease does not change my position of the truth. You have to know, you see. You see, and this is why we have to take this thing away from, you know, the, the four walls of, in a place. And we move away from how we have believed. We've got to come into kingdom. You see, when you come into the realities of the kingdom, your spiritual philosophy and your biblical understanding changes. Because you understand that God even uses affliction to advance his purpose in our life. Oh, okay. Well, you will get that someday by the grace of God. And I'm, I'm not saying that out of pride. No, I'm just telling you. <laughs> God uses affliction to advance his will in our life. He uses, he uses need, pain. Didn't the Bible say we will enter the kingdom through much suffering? <laughs> Didn't you read that? So how do, you, how do you marry that scripture? That is the New Testament. That scripture is in the New Testament. How do you marry that to, well, you're in Christ. No evil, nothing, no pain again. Everything, God has taken it away. But now you're afflicted. So somebody say, no, it's because you don't have faith. That's why you're afflicted. It's because you don't have faith. That's why this thing happened to you. It's because you don't have faith. You don't even understand what faith is. Because definition of faith from those who are preaching grace and all this, you know, first day, you know, teaching is that it's not, it's not going to come to you. It's not your portion. Who says your portion? But if the Lord allowed it, what are you going to do? Are you going to sue him to court? Which court do you want to sue him to? <laughs> the ways of God. You can only begin to understand the ways of God when you allow them to bring you into his kingdom. To enter the kingdom does not mean that finally you know everything about Jesus. No, 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 no. You are just beginning. It's the first day. <laughs> there are realms. There are dimensions. There are, there are, <laughs> few days ago, I was thinking about this. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And, you know, it's like the Lord just brought that to my spirit. 
It says, do you know the you know do you know what that means? That in my father's house there are many. It says those mansions, those mega realities are the experience that I've kept for you to come and enjoy and experience in me. When you come to my house, each each dimension of the door of the mansion, if you will, that they open brings you into wow. Listen, those treasures I experience, they are the dealings of God that makes you begin to appreciate God the more. It's like in that realm, you begin to have a sight. You begin to know things. You begin to see things. If you ever think those mansions are full of, you know, gold and silver and, and diamonds, and uh, <laughs> then you are... <laughs> oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. The ways of God. We cannot comprehend it. You see, this is the reason why a man like John the Baptist, he's alone in the, in the wilderness. He wasn't looking for any man. The people that heaven touch, when they touch you, <laughs> you'll be looking for John. <laughs> you'll be looking for sight. When they touch Paul, they led him to the house of a man called Aeneas. <laughs> oh, shalalama, kayando robo seyada. You didn't hear me? When they touch Paul, you know, Saul of Tarsus, when they touch him and they baptize him with blindness, they led him. They led him to the house of one called Aeneas. They led him there. God, God is leading men to our house. I'm not searching. I'm not looking for people. I'm not looking for members. I'm not looking for crowd. No, no, no. If heaven lead you to me, then you have to surrender and succumb amen, to the process and to the progress of your healing, of your restoration, of your reform, and of your departure. We don't keep people. We, de we, keep, we, we let them go when it's time. After three days, Paul was, let him go. The earth is the Lord. The earth is my parish. I'm not insecure. When the brook dries, God will lead you to Zarephath. <laughs> because we're not preaching you know, bread and butter gospel. This kind of gospel doesn't attract people to us. doesn't attract money. No, it doesn't. But they asked you to make a choice. So they didn't push me into this thing. I, I, chose, I chose this life. Don't enslave me. Woe is me if I do not preach this gospel. It's not a popular gospel. It's not the kind of a gospel that somebody calls you to come and preach in America or come and preach in Europe. Except they want to die. <laughs> Except for people who are saying, we want to die. Ah, we, we had one crazy guy. His name is Isaiah Phillips. We need him. Let's die the more. That we may live in him. Yes. Then we're ready to go. If you're looking for something that will stir people up, arouse them. And take them up. Move. Arouse their emotion. Then after you go, you bring them down back. We're not into that. We're not looking for members. We're not looking for followers. No. We're all following him. I'm only sharing of the light I have received. 
I'm only trying to make your journey easier so that you learn of the why must you go through the same suffering that I, I've gone through if you can just learn of the path if I can show you the path that's why they called the guy his name is John he was the way maker he's to create the path for men to follow he was preparing the road he was preparing the path that's my job How can the friend of the bridegroom be greater than the, the bridegroom himself? <laughs> Is it, wouldn't that be treasonous? <laughs> you, you're supposed to be the friend of the bridegroom. Now you are raping the bride. Ah, something is wrong with you. Come on. My duty is to prepare you as a bride. Chased for the Lord. Prepare for the Lord. Untouched. To prepare you for the Lord. To prepare you. Yes. That's my calling. And we will continue in that. When the, when the bridegroom appears. Guess what? The bridegroom. The, the, the friend of the bride. He's is done his job. <laughs> he's done his job. <laughs> he, he cannot want to. You know. Let's, say, let, let's kill the bridegroom. We are this bride. We like this bride. This bride. Let's, get, let, let's marry this bride. <laughs> That's the craziness going on in the church. People don't want Jesus to come back again. So they are raping Jesus' bride. They're sleeping with Jesus' bride. They say, please keep this bride till he comes. Make sure nothing happens to this bride. Prepare this bride so that by the time I'm come, I, I come back, this bride is ready for me. It's called the, our ministry is the, is the ministry of the friend of the bridegroom. Let it get into my head. Let it get into our head. When we understand this ministry, we will not rape the bride of Christ. And I'm saying this with all pain in my heart. That's why one of my call, friends, one of my call, I, I'm not ashamed to declare this beyond just, you know, helping to restore the bond gate of this. One of my call amen, is to look for the bride of Christ that are wandering in the, in the wilderness of nowhere. Is to bring them back home. Is to bring them back to a place where they can be fed. Because I want them to be ready when he comes. Those people that have left the house, that have been pushed away into, you know, into, into, into the dry land, pushed into, you know, into some, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it now? Some cold. My duty is to look for them. That's why all of these people are connecting to me. The days of delusion is over. The days of confusion is over. The fact that some, some men of God, some women of God, you know, disappoint you doesn't mean that it's over. They do not represent Jesus. If they represent Jesus, they won't kick you out. They will love you. And you will also will not be rebellious. So don't think when if you come to me, I'm just going to pat you in the back. No, I will correct you. When I need to rebuke you, I will rebuke you. But I'll prepare you as a chaste bride for Christ. Paul said, I did not expose you to another man, to another, no, he said, I have not exposed you to another man. I have only exposed you to one, to one bridegroom. Ah, these are the things that must capture our hearts. So anybody wants to go, they're free to grow, to go. If you tell me tomorrow, I want, I want to go, I think, you're free to go. You're free to go. But let's continue to wash you. So that in the day of your marriage, you'll be ready. It's the ministry of Mordecai. That's the prophetic ministry. The ministry of the prophetic is not to teach people how to prophesy. <laughs> God help me. 
It's not to teach people. You see, if, you're, if, if the grace in the ministry, if you're born again, you see, and you grow in the way of God, when the occasion comes for you to prophesy, you will prophesy. <laughs> it will flow out of you. You can't teach the boy how to wee-wee. <laughs> you understand? You cannot teach a, 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 a child how to poo-poo. No, it's a natural thing. Have you seen a child that wants to eat and put the food in the eye? <laughs> so because the child is still growing, so the child decides to you know, want to feed himself, not put the food in the eye. Who teaches a child where to put the food? Where did the child know that the food must go into the mouth? Why didn't the child take the food and put it in? <laughs> put the food in the ears. <laughs> Are you getting the point that I'm making? Come on. It doesn't mean that when the child eats, half of the food will not fall down. But the child knows. It's an instinct. The child knows that the food goes to the mouth. So don't tell me, teach me how to prophesy. I don't need to teach you how to prophesy. It's in you, the spirit in you. Christ is in you. The hope of glory. But I want to teach you how you can grow. So you don't waste the food. You understand? I still remember. I still have a vivid picture of my, my son trying to, you know, you know, learn to eat his porridge. You know, of course the food goes to the mouth, but half of the food is you know is on is on him. And sometimes I get angry, sometimes I laugh, sometimes you know, it's just like God, how many times am I gonna change this boy today? I mean, I was taking care of my son from four four months old. I was taking care of him. Because my wife have to go to work. Oh, and that's one experience in my life that I was never ready for. But God used it to break me. He there are days I will whip. Like a baby. Because I never knew that God was preparing me for this. You were ready for God? Now be crying, God, I have no time. I want to pray. The boy's boy's crying. I say, that's your prayer. <laughs> you go clean him up. That's your prayer. How can that be my prayer? The way you, you deal with this issue is how you're going to handle my church. Friends, it broke me. I thought I was ready. I thought I knew what it meant. God used my child, my son, to break me, to break me. I thought I was broken. I'm telling you, it's not a laughing matter. I'm telling you, God, God, God I mean, I'm talking about, this is, this is, this is prophet Isaiah Phillips. You know, a prophet Isaiah Phillips. This is the prophet. Now the, the child must wake up. You must clean the poo, poo When you finish cleaning the poo, poo you think, yes, this child is okay now. And the child starts crying again. You know, okay, now you've got to decode the cry. You know, I have to decode all kinds of baby cry. The, the, the cry for attention, the cry for food, the, the kind of cry for poo, poo the cry for, you know, wee-wee, the cry for I want a new diaper, the cry for, you know, now play with me, daddy. And then the cry for uh, a, a particular program because the boy cannot speak. So it's all cry. You have to decode all the cries. It was a school. It was my school of ministry. This was after pastoring the church for, for, for 20 years plus. I learned, I went to school again. They will use your domestic life to teach you. I was washing plates one day while I was washing plates in the kitchen. Heaven opened up. The Lord began to speak to my heart. He said, all of this 
all of the things that you're going through. You think you're in, you think you're in a prison. You think you're in a cage, right? You think that now you don't have time for ministry, right? Yes. He said, but I allowed it for a reason. I want you to I want you to learn the humanity of your spirituality, friends. I wept. This is why these men of God are wicked because they do not understand the heart of the Father. They don't understand. I had to learn. Friends, it's in the midst of those period in my life that many of this material came out. And I have to get ready. I have to make food. I have to you know, when you think you've lost it all, but you're building something, then one day, the light bulb turned on in my brain. I said, Lord, this is ministry. I began to, I began to, I began to embrace it. So when my son is, is sleeping, then I start praying. Yes. <laughs> the humanity of your spirituality. Yeah. See, when we, when, we, when, we, when we don't understand that our spirituality has got a face, has got a human face, we'll become gods to men. We'll become gods to men. We'll live our life like gods. You see? So in any situation that I find myself, I've, I discover that what I'm doing physically does not, does not divorce me from my spiritual identity. So I will sweep the ground. I will do the washing. I will do whatever I need to do. It does it. In fact, it enhances my spirituality. And guess what? It's in the midst of those menial works. Those what some people would, well, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do this. It's from there that heaven, heaven open up. Because they're giving you a, a powerful spiritual insight, but they're using practical things. To buttress what they're saying to you. Sometimes you think you're losing your mind. Yeah, they've been, they've been like that in my life. I thought I'm losing my mind. Because there's nobody. It's just you alone. And the Lord said, do you know why I brought you here? You know, before I'm quick to speak. <laughs> I'm quick to speak. And I realize, no. You don't quick to speak when God is speaking. Lord, I don't know. Because if you're quick to speak, then they won't tell you. The things you don't know. You will remain in the realm of what you know. Which will, which will benchmark you. Lord, I don't know. I live in a place where you hardly see people. So I can take a walk. I can walk for the next 20 minutes without meeting anybody. So when I'm crying, nobody sees it. When I'm talking to God, I can talk to God loud. Nobody knows it. Nobody, because nobody can hear you. Nobody sees you. Now, just climb the hill. Climb, you know, back in those days, we used to have a forest in, behind our house. I'm just there. And I'm just talking to the Lord. Friends, the ways of God. You have to learn to see ministry in everything that God brings across your way. You have to learn to see ministry. I hope you understand. I'm still talking about the prophetic. You see, these are practical things. 
The situation that takes place, that happens in your life, is part of the makeup. It's part of the, of the development, of the building up, of the establishment of your prophetic identity. No two prophets are the same. No two prophets are the same. So you cannot use the experience of one person to judge. No, no, no. no. Because of the kind of ministry heaven will have me carry out in this nation. God had to prepare certain place. In the, days, in the time of Jesus, they had to pre prepare for him a Bethlehem. This is my own Bethlehem. It's a manger. How do, you, how do you give birth to a king in the manger? In a place that is smelly and stinky with goat and lambs and chicken. All this gospel of, you know, royalty. Yes, we are royal people. But royalty is first of all captured in humanity. In jars of clay pot. The treasures of heaven are hidden in clay pots. They can break, but they can be remolded again. <laughs> Do you understand this? You will have sight. God, God brought me and began to give me sight, not just about heavenly things, but about human things, about my environment, about my, the people God has sent me to, about the colored people, about my wife, where she's coming from. You know, why I cannot get angry with her? Why I cannot fight her? Why certain things has to be understood the way they are? God will bring you wisdom and you begin to see things. So I keep saying, if people have if people have insight into the things of God, the issues of marriage and divorce will be over. You know why people divorce? Because they are too proud, they're too full of themselves. I can't take it. I can't take it again. <laughs> no, no, I cannot. Then you're not ready for the things of God. Because taking it is part of your school. Yes, you will go to school again. The day amen, the prophet went back to school, you go to school again. You will have to learn. When you pass that class, they will take you. They will open another in another you know uh, uh, curriculum. They will open another course. Yes, you will have to pass it again. You never get to graduate from the school of the spirit. You don't graduate. All things work together for the good of them. Who love the Lord. That's the key. When you love the Lord. Your view about the love of men. And the love that men give to you changes. You see? We are yet to know. And I'm, I'm sorry to say. We're just beginning. We're just getting to rediscover this God. We claim we've, we've known for the past 10, 20 years of our life. You know, 30 years of our life. No, we are just discovering him. We're never rediscovering. We're discovering him. Because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His objective are totally different from how we, we define, you know, uh, you know, things. How we see things. How we conclude. This is gold that I'm sharing with you. Because if truth falls you know, rest in this kind of a heart that is well constructed. Ah, you will move mountain. 
you will part seas. You will do things that would dumbfound me and you will see it as nothing because it's just, <laughs> you're just flowing. Have you seen this? You're just flowing. That's why I can tell you my life, I don't have a dual life. I have one life. What you see here is who I am. Is who I am. It's just a flow. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here to make you like me or don't like me. No, 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 no. No. If you like me, I appreciate it. But I'm just doing what God will have me do. This is, this is ministry. Those who know me, know, really know me 20 years ago, they will tell you, yes, that's Isaiah Phillips. That's him. He's not a different person. I'm still different. I'm still the same person. I'm still the same person because I learn every day to die. Die. You've got to die daily. To die daily means not to depend on your own strength, on your own wisdom, on your own knowledge, on your own, you know, connection. I don't have any connection. I don't have any relationship. I don't, you know, tomorrow, you know, you'll be thinking, what happened to you if you die tomorrow? Well, I become government property. <laughs> I become, you know, I, at least I cannot be left somewhere. Somebody will bury me. Somebody will have to bury me. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm not, I don't think about things like that. I want to maximize every ounce of grace and strength God has given to me to change my world, to change this generation. To let people know that we can preach the gospel without seeking to benefit and seeking to take advantage of the people. We can give to people things that people will, you know, will, 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 will die to buy. We can give it to people for free. But we know it's not free. It's called sacrifice. That's what it means. Sacrifice means to give out things to people that you know what it, this thing what it it what thing, it it what something. But I choose to give you for free. That's called sacrifice. And this is the life that I live. I live a life of sacrifice. Even when people take advantage of it, you feel the pain, but you get over it. You continue. Because there's no other life. Which other life are you going to live? Which other life can we live outside this order? Which, where, which other plan B that you're going to go to? I, I keep telling us, in the things of God, listen, when we are called to serve God, there are no plan B. But God has a plan B if you refuse to serve him. He will choose somebody else. <laughs> he, he said, if you refuse to, I will raise the stone to take your place. The stones will praise me. I told God, no stone will ever take my place. No man will take my place. No other ministry will replace me. No person, because I will continue to give God the journey. I will continue to give God the humility that he needs. I will continue to surrender. I will continue to die daily. I will continue to take my cross daily and follow him. I will continue to listen to his voice and respond. I will not depend on what I heard yesterday, what I know yesterday. Amen. I will always go back to him and say, well, Father, what are you saying for today? Because when you think that you have arrived and you well, well, well. <laughs> then they're looking for a replacement. Anybody who told you that God cannot replace you, they lie. You will continue in that ministry. But the very thing God has ordained for you to do, somebody else is doing it. Have you seen that kind of a thing before? The Lord asks you to do something and you're playing around, you're joking around. Suddenly you, you see somebody doing the same. You feel, you feel like, oh God. <laughs> No, the, the, the work of the king must be done with hastiness, but with a sense of quality. 
That's why, I'm, that's why I'm pouring all of this thing to you. I'm teaching you all of these things. Because now you have Isaiah. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Neither do you. So why we'll have today, let's maximize it. Let's not live our life in the sorrow and the pain of yesterday and in what some people did. Oh, some people, no, they didn't come. They didn't follow me. No, no, or, no, 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 no. Let's continue. Let's live our life. While it's today, let's continue. Let's leave this elementary. Let's go on to perfection. Let's go on to maturity. Let's rise up again in the power of resurrection and show forth that there can, there can be a people in the earth who have a standing with God. Yes, it's called the prophetic. Let me finish this scripture. Amen. Jesus said, Verily I tell you, the son can do nothing of himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. You see, the father is doing something can only do what you see the father doing so he's doing something so you catch up with what he's doing oh huh? you get a sight okay you, father can i join can, can, would you want me to reflect this on earth yes they say go ahead you reflect it he can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does the son also does whatever the father does the son you see the life we're living should be an extension of the father we reveal the father to the earth we show the father to the earth so i want to be a, i want to be a reflection of the father to my son i want to be a reflection of the father amen to my wife i want to be a reflection of what the father is doing to my community to the body amen to my nation amen to to my generation to the church to the body of christ i want to be a reflection if I want to do that, I cannot afford amen, to bring in my own idea, to bring in my own, you know, my own vessel. You know, you, God is doing something there. You bring your own system. You bring your own vessel. No, you have, to, you, you, you have to present the vessel he wants. You don't pollute it. You don't misrepresent it. You don't sweet quote it. You say the way he wants you to say it. That's why the prophetic is very vital. Very important. To changing lives, to changing society. Because you may just think, well, I'm too harsh. But God wants you to be harsh to that person. You may think, oh, I'm just too lenient. But God wants you to express leniency. So flow the way the heaven, amen, will have you flow. And it will be well. You will not be flaky, like a reed. Inconsistent. You know, you're like this. That's why they changed, they changed, amen, the life of Peter from a pebble. They made him, amen, a rock. That is what Jesus is building his church on. I will build my church, amen. Let's not, let's not stop there. He's building that rock, amen, on Petra. Not Petros, Petra. A massive, unmovable rock. It's called character. Hallelujah. This is where I'm going to stop, amen, this morning. This is where I'm going to stop, friends. Let's build our life on this solid foundation. Let's not live our life, amen, being buffeted by, you know, the ideologies of men. Let's not live our life, amen, being captured by what people think, by the opinions of men. Let's live our life, amen, in the honor, in the honor, in the honor of the praise of God. Let's live our life reflecting. Let me, let me be able to to tomorrow, next tomorrow, next month, amen, still find you standing consistent as you move in the things of God. You can be a rock and still be a movable rock.
You know, you're massive, strong in your character, but you're moving to the next reality, to the next direction, to the next program of God. Hallelujah. The son can only do what he sees. Are you, did you see how we captured the prophetic, amen, in the, in, the, in the connection of a strong, intimate relationship? The son and the father reflect the prophetic. Within, hallelujah, that intimacy, you find the prophetic buried in the middle. The son can only do what he sees. That's a key word. See, what he sees. That's a prophetic. Or what he hears, that's a prophetic. He can only do what the father is doing. So we'll continue to adjust your sight. And I pray this day that the Father will continue to adjust your sight. That you allow the Holy Spirit to bring you to the place of the washing. To bring you to the place, hallelujah, of, of the river for cleansing, for washing. To bring you to the place where your sight, amen, is being adjusted. Son of man, what do you see? That you begin to see with understanding. You begin to see. Amen. With the spiritual you know, perspective, with the right understanding, with the right interpretation. That's what it means to see. To have the right, accurate interpretation. Amen. Not seeing and just describing what you see. This is not a description. This is giving a sight, amen, to define the objective of what they're showing you. What is the objective of what they're showing you? That's different from describing what you see. A lot of people can see things and describe what they see, but they have no sense, amen, of God's divine program for what they have, what they, what they are seeing, what they are being shown. This is what we are talking about. When you say you see things, it means you have a, a nitty gritty understanding, amen, of God's program. Do you know this day, hallelujah, that the Father is about to take, amen, your, your master from you? They, say, you know, the, the guy said, "Yes, I know." They knew that, but they don't understand the next dimension. You see, the sons of the prophet, they didn't understand the next dimension. But Elisha knew the next dimension. But they saw something. They gave a description, but they did not understand the next thing. That's the prophetic. That you don't just see things and give a description. But you know things. You, you, know, you can look at something and give a description. But I can look at the same thing and give you the real meaning. And give you the interpretation. That's what the prophetic is. As much as we can give description, but we have to go beyond giving description. Somebody can look at the, the tabernacle and give description. But I can look at the tabernacle and give you, hallelujah, the meaning of what that tabernacle is and me in your life, in our life, hallelujah, and how God is taking us into the place of the finish. When you look at the field, you can give a description. But when I look at the field, I can give an interpretation what, of what the Father is doing. Come on, friends. We give you thanks, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. Your word, your word, oh God, is inexhaustible. Thank you, Father, for your intention. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Father, for our humanity reflecting our spirituality. Thank you for our spirituality. Yes, connecting with a reformed humanity. We thank you, Lord, that indeed, yes, a body you have prepared. That body is our humanity. A body you have prepared for me. Lord, I come. To do thy will, O God, as it is written of me. We thank you this day that as you continue to teach us your ways, as we continue to get higher understanding, ascended reality of our place, of our calling, of our assignment in you, Father, that we will continue to adjust and your spirit will continue to build us and perfect us until we come to the full pleroma, to the full measure of Christ. We bless your name. Thank you, Father, for the life of everyone that have 
join us this morning. Thank you for what your spirit is doing. Thank you, Lord, that you will not stop. Continue to challenge us. Continue to bring us further. We, we pray. We want to be, oh God, that state, that dimension of a leadership, oh God, that indeed your spirit can, can dwell and can flow through without hindrance, without hindrance, without pollution. Make us your house. Make us your temple, oh God. We bless your name, oh God. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we are done this morning for uh, uh, with this uh, training, with this teaching. I wish I can continue, but uh, <laughs> the outer man is crying, <laughs> even though the inner man is willing. So I need to take a rest uh, again. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate your connection. Sister Tina, thank you for connecting with us. And my dear brother Giwa, thank you for connecting too. I appreciate it. And of course, Sister Kumisa, thank you. Uh, our brother Fred, thank you for connecting. And everyone that has connected or is connecting with us or are watching us. I know there are people who, who watch us without me, of course, seeing their names here. So thank you, everyone. May God continue to empower you. May God continue to sustain you. May his goodness and grace continue to flow into your life. All right. I appreciate it. Please share the link if you want. If you think there's somebody that needs to benefit from this uh, um, broadcast, well, you're more than free to share the link. So that you know somebody else can be a can you know can benefit from this. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy your afternoon. Bye bye.